The staunch Soviet defenders wait for the artillery barrage. Will they defend against the advancing German forces trying to cross the river? Stay tuned and find out. Welcome to Trident Wargaming, a podcast dedicated to all aspects of tabletop wargaming. Your hosts are Bill and Andy. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Trident Wargaming. I'm your host, Andy, and with me I have my good bolt-action battle buddy, Jason. Uh, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to hear. A good laugh in the beginning of the episode. <laughs> so, uh, in this episode, uh, we're going to be going over the second scenario the dawn crossing of uh the campaign book stalingrad as we uh went through the first uh scenario a couple weeks back uh me and jason have been uh planning to play these scenarios out and then kind of do little battle reports and stuff for you guys just uh you know over the podcast and whatnot and uh talk about how how the mission goes and scenarios and special rules and all that jazz so but first we're going to have a little bit of a uh, hobby roundup. Uh, so what have you been up to, Jason? Uh, scenery, scenery, and scenery. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody got a, uh, a big uh, crazy order from Foreground Games, and I've been uh, piecing together uh, some juicy bits for uh, further... Uh, future scenarios in Stalingrad. Very nice, very nice. What he's pretty much telling you is he got a large package and he got some bits to play around with. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So, um, yeah. He's, Jason showed me some pictures and uh, kind of blew my mind away. I was just like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the box weighed uh, thirty pounds or so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got a lot you got definitely got a yeah. lot um, but yeah. they look great they're, they're starting to look good coming together because um, right now you have the you have what one of the apartment ruins ruin yeah, buildings? I have the uh the ruin stalingrad ruin building uh combo set or whatever uh it has uh like basically two kind of apartment office type buildings that come apart and the kind of cool thing about them is they go together, uh, you know, in sections, so you can use them kind of as corner ruins, scatter, or you can make them as full-on buildings, and you can change how they go together so the building won't always have the same layout. So nice. basically you get two, about a, a foot and a half by a foot, you know, uh, buildings and then some extra ruiny bits and then i got uh so i got two of those bundles and then in pavlov's house the bundle with all of the parts to it so i think it's like three feet long when it's all done i got one of the sections done and it's a little over a foot long that's crazy uh, so i'll be nice and big um and then just some corner you know ru ruins uh, to jazz up the rest of my stuff that I already got. Nice. 
Yeah, Pavlov's house is going to be uh, pretty much a, a, a battle in its own, really. Just on the table, that's pretty much where you're going to be doing all the fighting is in that building, eh? Oh, absolutely. And it's uh, right there is a scenario uh, in the book. And it's actually a fairly common kind of uh, apartment building in that city, like that look. So it can work for... Uh, pretty much any of the other dense urban environments, but especially it'll be sweet to play Pavlov's house scenario with Pavlov's house. <laughs> the house that Pavlov uh, lived in for a little while he got shot up. Nice. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It's always nice to uh, to check out the new terrain and uh, even if you own some, right? Like it's Yeah. It's it's fun. I'm I like these uh I like these kits. Foreground is really uh a really good company. They put out a good uh product and uh same as Sarissa. Yeah. I, I really like them. Yeah, no, they're pretty good. I've I've ordered some some stuff from Sarissa Precision as well. I've been very, very happy with them and their their customer service as well, right? It's been pretty good, so Oh yeah, their service is bar none the best i got the pegasus bridge set a while ago and i personally broke <laughs> a piece uh like i glued it on backwards and then i tried to take it apart and i broke it and i emailed them telling them that i broke the piece it's my fault it didn't come broken i'd be happy like if you could just send me the piece like the sprue that it came on like i would be happy to pay whatever you want in shipping you know it's an expensive model but i'd like to finish it and they within the week i had uh i had it shipped out to me free of charge free shipping free piece that's awesome so i i can't com can't complain and it was a i mean it was a big piece it was the bridge like a big part of the the spanning you know part of the bridge so it wasn't like i broke a little rail or something <laughs> i couldn't jazz it up as battle damage fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> yeah no that's 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 uh pretty awesome well, they know these uh, these kits are, are a little bit pricey so i'm sure they're you know it's nothing to them right to to do that to keep the customer yeah. happy so yeah, yeah so. good on them and uh yeah good on you for even just reaching out and telling him how it was right so well yeah i didn't want uh you know pegasus bridge to not get built because i i'm an idiot <laughs> <laughs> ah shit happens what yeah, do you mean yeah, shit happens totally. ah the engineers were on break <laughs> yeah yeah my brain was on break <laughs> <laughs> all good all good yeah myself um not so much bolt action lately just uh only got like uh, a couple of boats printed off which we'll talk about later mm -hmm. and uh got a, another mortar team uh ready to go need some paint on it same thing with my mmg team still um just some other projects from other systems kind of taking precedent right now but uh definitely need to to jump on board the the german bandwagon especially with all these missions coming up i've come to realize that uh definitely need some other different units you know grenadiers all that stuff 
uh, for Sweet. upcoming missions. So yeah, just gonna be taking a look at that, revisiting some of my old Blitzkrieg um, German miniatures, and uh, seeing where I can fit them in to to fill in the uh, the holes that I need. Other Sweet. than that, yeah, just uh, just other hobby work, you know, other systems, and um, that's pretty much it for me. Um, so not too too exciting. <laughs> <laughs> but there's always stuff coming down the pipe right and we always got different pictures coming up with minis that we're working on but uh soon enough i'll have to do a big push uh, i believe planning for next year um possibly try to get two other armies done up put a little bit more time into uh the miniature range for both actions so sweet yeah so uh we're finishing that up so yeah the dawn crossing scenario two out of the stalingrad book uh yeah yeah scenario one there's a bridge scenario two <laughs> no bridge yeah. bring bring your own boats byob yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. oh boy that's funny that's a good one i like that I'll have to make sure I write that down if we ever use this mission for yeah, an yeah, event. Totally. <laughs> totally. So, yeah, so uh, pretty much like with this mission, um, Jason is playing his Soviets again, and I'm playing the Germans again. And, uh, yeah, the whole goal is to cross that river, get to the other side. And uh, interesting thing about this uh, scenario is the Germans actually outnumber the Soviets by a fair bit, pretty much double. Yeah. Right. So uh, it's interesting when you're building your force, because um, when we put our, our uh, units on the board, it almost didn't seem that way that I outnumbered you like severely. No. You know, they, I mean, being Soviets help. Yes. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I got a lot of infantry, even in a smaller list. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't, didn't feel that, that bad. And, and obviously they have to balance the double points. Yeah. Uh, so what they do is they give me, uh, the ability to be dug in. Any of my units can be dug in uh, that I designate, which is huge. Yeah. So, and that's like the the special rules with this uh, this scenario is like Jason said, his units can be dug in, but not only can he be dug in, but he can be hidden as well. Yeah. Right. As long as he can be hidden, um, the setup of the board, it's actually a, a, a four by four uh, foot um, table that we that they have the scenario actually to be played out on. And um, the river itself is anywhere from six to nine inches long or wide, I should say. Yeah. And um, you both forces can deploy uh, anywhere three inches, you know, from the river. Yeah. So... Uh, there's a, a tree line that the Germans have on their side on the uh, one bank, and then the Soviets have a whole bunch of hills, and I think it's uh, Balkas, 
I believe yeah. it is. Yeah, little dry riverbed, you know, creek beds. Yeah, so they can take advantage of that kind of stuff. And there's really not much else intervening terrain that happens. So shots no, are being... We... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. We left it really quite open, except for the tree line on the one side. Yeah. Basically to give your guys cover as they run for the boats. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're entrenched on the other side, we got to give you uh, something. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, uh, yeah and the boats are, are lined up on the German side of the board. And uh, yeah. so speaking of the boats, so as part of your army, building your army, the German forces has to take at least a quarter of your units need to have boats from your army right when when i was building my army for this i was you know thinking okay well i'm gonna have a lot of infantry right and there's gonna be no tanks on this in this battle very very few static you know artillery or anything like that um pretty much had a mortar team and yeah it was what a machine gun team, a sniper gun team. team, sniper, yeah, yeah, and and uh, which is smart because you you score your victory points uh, uh, based on units across the ta- across that river. Yeah, and that's so and that's a portion. leaving. Yeah, leaving a tank on the other side. I mean, a the, it was a fairly small game. It was a thousand points versus five hundred points. Yeah. So a tank would have eaten up a lot of points, and yeah, maybe the big gun could have done some damage, but pro- probably not if I'm dug in, and you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of things going against you for for bringing that. So it was smart to bring those. Oh yeah, troops that you could squeeze in. Yeah, and and the way it, like I thought about it, I was like, well. That's exactly it. Like, I'm going to leave that chunk of metal on that side and have barely any units supporting each other across the river, right? Yeah. So pretty much gung-ho for those boats, get across, jump out, and try to, you know, tackle your forces, right? While in the meantime, any of those static units that I have can try to concentrate their fire on certain units or, you know, we're spread out to damage to to get your pins to um you know really bugger up your day as well right yeah and then like yourself you know and and here's the thing too is uh those boats they had there was three types of boats and uh one of them was able to you know carry 10 guys but was slow the other one was able to carry 12 guys slow or something like that and the other one was able to carry um a mg team or artillery piece and then a, a unit as well so like the but it's not like the boats are moving fast and um they're very very vulnerable so like, yeah rifles can can take them out you know that kind of thing so yeah basically they were stuck in the river a unit once it loaded into the boat was stuck in the river for one turn yeah, you know, as long as everything went right, the one turn <laughs> to get across the uh, the river. 
Well, I think the, I think the first boat that I jumped in, you took out. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. One hundred percent. I was aiming at those boats. <laughs> yeah. So. I'm uh, trying to take out those dinghies. Oh yeah, no, they. Uh, that's definitely a way to do it, especially like with your army. You you had a fair bit of units, like infantry units. Um, and then you had some a couple MG teams or one MG team. Yeah. And you had an artillery piece too, I believe. Yeah. So that one was uh, that one was scary, coming at my boats. Just it was like instantly take them out if need be. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? My artillery piece was lucky too. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like he he did very well. You also had the um, uh, not the sniper teams, but the anti tank teams. Anti-tank rifles, yeah. I yeah. brought two of them, figuring precisely that uh, they'll be good for shooting at those unarmored boats. Yeah. Trying to take them out. Because, of course, when the boat sinks, if you destroy the boat, it counts as a transport being uh, destroyed. So yep. uh, basically you roll just like you would for a destroyed transport, 1d6. Uh, to see how many uh, guys are uh, hit. Um, and uh, they basically count as drowning in the river. And if one of those boats happened to be carrying the artillery piece or the machine gun, uh, those pieces just sink. They're automatically uh, removed from play without any rolls, as long as you destroy that boat. Yeah. And uh, the units would uh, deploy to the closer edge. Uh, of the river right so yeah. which we <laughs> we uh, realized that later on in the match but it didn't really make a big big difference so no um it's still pretty fun to play right yeah but, totally but yeah there was there was a fair bit of action on both sides in this match um one of the big things with this match was the, the decision to use the prep bombardment as the attacker. Yeah. Yeah, Andy had the option to use the prep bombardment, but if he did, uh, I would be allowed to put any units I wanted into ambush. Yeah. Which made him hesitate for a minute and made me think that the prep bombardment would be a bad choice too, actually. But then he went ahead and did it, and you know what? Uh, they... It proved us wrong because uh, uh, the prep bombardment was was actually uh, decent. It didn't make me want to put any guys in ambush because I had pins on everybody. Uh, and I didn't want to have uh, ambush, you know, hitting on sevens. Yeah. You know, that doesn't make any... There's no advantage to me. Uh, so, no, I think that was... That was smart, causing those pins, making me uh, uh, have to do some rally tests and and instead of some shooting or shooting at a disadvantage. Uh, yeah. I think that was a smart idea. And you did pretty good on your... Uh, you took out my sniper, I believe. The sniper Off. and I think the cow got hit too. Oh, the cow, yeah. We had a, <laughs> a poor cow wandering around. I think it got hit. We also had a pig walking in a minefield. 
we were uh, for fun rolling a d6 at the end of every turn to see if that pig stepped on a mine and he didn't the whole game no mvp of the game <laughs> yeah. random pig yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it, it, was, it was pretty fun that roll but um yeah i know the the game was was pretty good uh first turn i pretty much had in my head okay i've got to get to these boats okay yeah. really got to get to these boats now so yeah. my one flank got to the boats the other one the other flank with my command uh not so much <laughs> yeah they struggled for whatever reason uh, <laughs> the one side that i thought would be fine was uh struggling yeah the side so, with your officer had a had a tough time yep exactly but to be fair i was putting a lot of fire in that direction you were you so were. uh you know it's not all on them but yeah they had they had a tough time i ended up taking out one of the boats pretty quickly right away yep uh it was one of my anti-tank guns uh anti-tank rifles fired and took out the boat that was your uh, first shot with it i think i think so yeah and uh caused a couple casualties nothing crazy but your boat was gone mm -hmm. forcing you to kind of change it up and that uh, and uh, that put that unit on on that table edge yeah which we did wrong but i don't i think that was the only unit we really did it wrong i destroyed a couple of the other boats but they were already in the water for a turn you know so they would have already been closer to this the my side of the river anyway I think this was the only one that we were kind of flubbed up on. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So I, I was pretty happy with my first turn for that. And then uh, really most of the rest of the first turn for me was rallying and a couple of pot shots that, that didn't do much. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't It wasn't like a crazy first round, but it definitely showed the mechanics, you know, of... Uh, the way they were thinking of, of this scenario, right? Yeah, really, I really like that uh, decision put on Andy's shoulders about that ambush. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> the, the, yeah, prep bombardment or risking the ambush or no prep bombardment. And, uh, we, and we talked about that, too. Like, we were... You yeah, know, I thought for sure it was a bozo move. Like, I thought for sure, like, no way, this is, this is dumb, Andy. Don't do it. Yeah, and I was thinking, I was like, you know, okay, he, he's got hidden. Uh, he's he's bunkered down. Well, I didn't I didn't have hidden because uh, all my units were pretty much in sight of your guys. That's right. Yeah. So I couldn't do hidden really because we the way we set up the field, but the dug in is still. I mean, yeah. So and, and if you guys didn't know, like the dug in rule. Um. Pretty much, you count as like you're down, but you're not without actually being down. Exactly. Yeah. And if you do go down, it doubles the down bonus. So normally, going down is a, a minus two to hit for the other guy. Yep. Uh, so you start out with a minus two to hit me, no matter what I'm doing, as long as I don't move out of there. Any other order besides a move, like a runner advance, I uh. I have that two uh, negative modifier on, on your shooting. And if I happen to go down, 
Then it goes to a negative modifier of four, which yeah. is you're pretty I mean, much that's pretty, pretty much pr- seven. Pretty much at sevens, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but but that's that was the like that was the thinking about it, right? Like that was okay. You you got that. You got that. And then I'm going to give you the option to go in ambush. So the minute I move my infantry to get to these boats, they're going to get lit up. Yeah, and, that's and what it, I was thinking too. Yeah. And then, you know, and then I thought about it. And I'm like, but if I nail you with prep bombardment, one, I could be hitting your units. Yeah. And two, I could be adding some good pins to your units, which is going to cause you to really make that decision of do i fire do i rally do i risk it you know is my commissar going to uh, be able to affect you know affect those roles yeah it really made me basically miss the first turn with a little over half my army yeah just rallying to get ready you know oh Uh, for sure so it really did cover your your advantage, which is exactly what I mean. That's what a prep bombardment's supposed to do. So, I think it replicated, uh, you know, pretty well them bombing this side just before you're getting into the boats, keeping our heads down. <laughs> I can you hear get it to now. the boats, and then... <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Wow. It was really cinematic. <laughs> I, yeah, it really brought that to life. You know how well that simple mechanic worked. And I could totally imagine too the uh, the guys being dug in on the other side, you know, lined up in rifle pits and uh, and just waiting for the onslaught of these uh, you know assault craft coming across the river. Yeah, uh, and it was I, it was pretty cool to see um, you know like loading them up in the boats and yeah, and uh, and if you guys uh, if you guys are looking for boats. Uh, if you do have 3D printers or, you know, anybody that does, um, there's quite a few files online that you can find some boats. I think I found like three or four of them, so I use them up. And then, uh, and if not, there's, you know, you can always make them from scratch, right? So, um, yeah, that foam, uh, tubing. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Um, I'm fortunate enough to work in a, in a plant that, uh, has a lot of, obscure stuff like that so uh <laughs> sometimes i'll be walking by and oh i can use that so um definitely check that stuff out if you if you're playing scenarios like that you know you can always find some 3d prints and shit like that so um pretty oh. cool but uh yeah there was uh, a lot of good moments in this game and a lot of sad panda moments <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah, i mean uh like uh it was really trying to stop your boats from getting across and i i did it twice two of your boats blew up with dudes in it if i remember correctly and then i blew up a third boat or not really blow up i mean they're inflatable rafts you know uh but i i shot or sunk another boat when it was basically on the, the riverbank. Uh, yeah. So that was one of my goals. And then once you got across the river, you, just, you had kind of a hard time whittling me down. You really nailed me on one flank uh, eventually. 
uh, whittling me down a bit there, my my weak side. Uh, well, it was almost but... like it was it was like opposite for us, right? Like the the one the one flank where my two infantry squads got across. Yeah. Was it two or was it three? It was two. Two. Blue. It was two. Yeah. Two and your officer. Yeah. And, um, you know, the one side that they, they got across and they kind of stumbled a bit, you know, um, I had some, I had failed some of my order tests to, to get them going. And, yeah. um, and even with the boat, right? Cause the, yeah, they sank, their boat sank technically. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but even one of the boats was, uh, so oh, I had, stuck. Yeah, because I ended up doing a um, you men snapped action, I believe. Yeah. And the whole plan was to move the boat, deploy the infantry, deploy the officer, and and like get going now. Like let's get off yeah. this boat before we take hits, right? But you flubbed it. And the <laughs> boat, yeah, the the boat just kind of nope, not happening. Oh, so you had a a malfunction in your boats. You. You know, they weren't working the way you needed them to do, to, uh, to work. And I had taken them all as regular. So, <laughs> pretty bad rules. Um, there <laughs> was, there was, yeah, well, actually, there was pr some real bad rules over there, even with the flamethrower from the engineers or the uh, pioneer squad. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and that's the squad I was worried about. Yeah. So, first yeah. shot with the, first shot with the flamethrower, he missed, and then, uh, Ended up pretty much using up all his fuel. So yeah, yeah, but. yeah. To be fair, though, those pioneers—I mean, their their SMGs cleared cleared house pretty well. <laughs> yeah, no, pretty. But yeah, pretty good. It's the first time I've actually used them. Yeah. Um, so it's it, they're definitely I think gonna be one of those units that I try to incorporate into these armies that I have. Um, oh yeah. Especially for Stalingrad, it's just a matter of uh, seeing if I can match them up to my current uh, current army. See if I can. I have some miniatures for that. Um, yeah, I know I have the uh, I know I have the regular ones that they made, but I don't know if those bits are uh, going to be compatible to put on to like the um, the winter Germans yeah. and stuff, right? So. We'll see how that goes, but and then uh, my artillery was just uh, pounding away at your support. Yeah, on the other side. Yeah, yeah. Your mortar uh, zoned in right away on my artillery, so then I fired back at him, and the first shot I took him out. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I wasn't. I didn't want that mortar, you know. A, uh, uh, just taking out my big, Your my big hitter, hitter yeah. you know, uh, and B, just uh, uh, dropping those shells in on my infantry. I had, I had so many infantry because I brought the cheap <laughs> Russian infantry, inexperienced dudes. Two squads of those plus my free squad, so I still had thirty dudes in my list. Yeah, or and they held their ground. Thirty thirty six, I guess, technically, but 
They held pretty good. The one flank got destroyed, but my other flank, I had one flank that had one squad with my officer pretty close by and a machine gun. Yeah. And then my other flank had two squads with my, uh, I never remember the name of that commissar, the fancy commissar, which allows my uh, inexperienced guys to fire without the minus one penalty for being inexperienced. And there's all the huge. other... Oh, so good. Yeah. So good. It's I can't remember the exact point difference, but it's not very much. And he's regular instead of inexperienced. Yeah, exactly. So that's like he's I I mean that guy is the guy to take whenever he's a uh, option. Uh, so I had him uh on the other flank with those two uh squads and I had my uh sniper up in a good firing position and my uh who got killed in a bombardment <laughs> and my uh two uh anti tank rifles kind of you know spread out uh in good firing positions and my artillery piece right in the middle yeah uh being able to cover both uh you know kind of the whole zone and yeah, yeah no, and... it was bloody it was definitely oh, bloody yeah. <laughs> cuz i know oh, man. I know yeah, on the can... one side there. Uh, I know on the one side, I had that one unit Fubar. Oh yeah, right, right. When I needed them to like, I think it was an. I was actually trying to assault that commissar. Yeah, yeah. And... On the strong side, you're you're going to assault that commissar and you Fubard. Which, if you had, I had the commissar in between the two units, so if he had assaulted that and won the combat pretty most likely he had i think you had eight or nine guys still in that mm -hmm. squad you you would have won that combat most likely unless you had really atrocious luck and then you foobard oh man and it left you right in the open right in front of that commissar and two other squads yeah that unit got chewed up pretty much so oh yeah just got beat down and then uh, the same kind of thing happened with the unit beside them. They just... They got stuck there. They were pressed and, yeah, just took too many hits and they kind of were unsupported, right? It didn't have enough on yeah. that side to support. Um, yeah. But, but regardless, I mean, the battle was pretty fun. Uh, the moments were, were really, you know, fun. We had some pretty good laughs. And uh, Oh, yeah. The course, pig was... Was amazing, <laughs> yeah. and it was like it was still a nail biter. Like you really cleared out that one flank, mm -hmm. my weak flank. Uh, you know, but we were running out of turns. You know, uh, so if we had more turns, maybe those engineers would have been able to come farther across and start chewing me up more. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it was so almost like you, the way I was looking at it and kind of remembering it here too, just. It was like that one, the flank had pushed through and, you know, they, they just bypassed some units and pushed right into to the hunkered down units. And now yeah. they're kind of trying to do a sweeping, you know, a sweeping, closing the gate kind of moment. Yeah, totally. C clearing where, those heights. And... Yeah, whereas on the other flank, you know, the staunch Soviet defenders were literally like, 
pushing back the Germans to the river by bayonet and you know <laughs> oh yeah and yeah. it's just like oh crap <laughs> what's gonna happen yeah. here is it too late did my guys move in too late and um, yeah. it, pretty much they did they they yeah, did they... stalled right like you did you did a good job installing my forces and throwing yeah, I, I will multiple s- pins yeah I, I was just gonna say that I will say that you know, you know, not to toot my horn. I'm not really a great general. I lose as many as I win, but I feel like I did a good job of pin management, like distributing the pins, so every unit had a couple of them. You oh, hundred percent. Not necessarily going for the kills. And, you know, obviously that's what I want ultimately, but really focusing on those pins and then forcing you to take those tests, and you failed a couple at key points. You know, and that's the thing, like, you know, because it's easy to say I had bad luck because I failed that test, but I'm making you test a lot. That's why you're failing the test. That's at least my thinking. That's what I'm trying to do. Uh, So I will say I'm pretty uh, proud of how I manage that because sometimes I get too, I don't know, like focused on a single thing, you know, so (laughs) I want to take that tank out. I'm going to use everything and forget everything, everything else. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you get uh, yeah tunnel vision on, on one tunnel way, vision. Right? That's the word I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah, tunnel vision. Oh yeah. But uh, I I feel like I did pretty good at spreading the pins out, and it ended up slowing you up just enough mm-hmm. that I was able to let my artillery pound those support units in the back. And I mean, he was lucky. He was doing pretty good at that. And then, uh, and then, yeah, my infantry was able to start slowly chewing away you weren't able to get those assaults off no that's the thing my uh my dug in bonus doesn't count for budkiss if you're assaulting me yeah and that's that was kind of my thought pattern too of like okay you know what i've taken some shots at you guys they're 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 stuck in they're hard i'm getting big modifiers all the time so I might hit with a couple, you know, and then wounding, I might wound, you know. Um, but then I was, you know, thinking about it, I'm like, I really got to get stuck in there. Got to get yeah. stuck in there and fight that fight and try to use, um, try to use my toughness value, you know, compared to yours because you had inexperienced. Yeah. And, uh, and try to deal some damage into that, into the combat because it's a better number to, to go for right it's a it's a better role compared to like actually shooting at you via range oh yeah big time right so well big know, i mean needing sevens versus needing threes well and that's just it like if i was to shoot right. you and your unit didn't have an order on them yet you could prolong the game right because you could be like yeah eh, i'm going down there's minus yeah. four right yeah. So totally. then, so my, my unit's used up. Now your unit's used up, but you're down. So even if I fire at you with another unit, I'm still taking those penalties. Yeah. Which more than likely is going to do not very much. And yeah. then we go to the next turn. Okay, well, that's a turn that I just lost of, you know, uh, of doing, getting anything accomplished. So my head was like, okay, let's get dirty. Let's go in there with butt ends and bayonets, you know, shovels and knives, whatever. 
Yep. And and let's let's get into grips with these guys. And I think I think that's kind of what this mission uh, once you're on that side of the board you, yeah, that's is what, what you need to do, do or what you yeah. want to do or what you know it's kind of it's almost designed that way right now yeah. you could have deployed further back right yeah yeah i could have but i wanted to have clear views of the river yeah and a decent range at the river so as soon as you hop in those boats i wanted to be able to shoot you and as soon as you're popping off the other side i wanted to be able to shoot you i i didn't want you know what am i going to gain a turn maybe at most well it, but then i i also lose a turn in a sense of shooting at you yeah and when you're most vulnerable you know cuz i it's not too difficult to blow up those dinghies even yeah. though it, i mean i shot at them a lot and i i only killed 3 of them <laughs> yeah no you did and 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 you had the right uh, tactics with that is is you know shooting at the dinghies and forcing them to take damage as they're getting disembarking and maybe they stay on the other side of the, the river right um yeah i mean i, I blow it's a river's impassable if i blow up all your boats and everybody's on the other side that's you pretty much won the game so that's it yeah yeah cuz is it you're getting points for having units on your side of the table as well yeah right so one for a kill and then one for each unit that's on that side of the board. So at the beginning of the game, you're already winning. Yeah. Yeah. Which I kind of, well, obviously I like that I was winning. <laughs> but I, I like that it forces the other guy, like, oh, you can't dink around. You got to get your butts on the other side of the table. Yeah, exactly. Or you lose. Like, there's no... You can't just clawing. stay back and... and clawing for turtle. a draw really isn't an option. No. I you, mean... It, you can't turtle. That's 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 the Soviets' job in this scenario. Is the turtle? Yeah, totally. Right, and then uh, and then you're you playing Germans. You you need to like you need to advance quick quickly, get yeah. in there and get stuck in now. Right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was a really fun mission. Uh, I enjoyed the setup. I mean, the scenery is always Jason. You know, the terrain was always awesome right thank you thank you um you know and i'll get those bo boats painted up for the next time <laughs> <laughs> still pretty impressive to have them anyway so quickly after deciding to that yeah. we're going to do it that week you know that so yeah they weren't too bad they were like i don't know maybe an hour print not even so sweet but uh, yeah, overall, uh, Jason Jason took the day again on that scenario. Um, See. He hampered me enough to the point where any units of mine that were crossing the river had either got onto the river and have gotten destroyed, and I didn't have enough staying power to counter his units, and he had scored um, a few more kills than I did, so... Yeah, Jason took the day with his Soviets, pushed me back, back to the river. Took the day. So far, Soviets are doing pretty good with rivers. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how they do when you take the rivers away. That's <laughs> a different story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, going forward, now our our next mission is uh, there's still bridges and there's still a river. Oh yes, this is the uh, the what is the title of this next oh, one? Spart Spartanovka. Yeah, <laughs> make make you say all the uh, the uh, hard words. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, scenario three—that's the one that we're uh, we're going to be playing. And it looks like so yeah, there's a uh, there is the river, uh, but this time there's like three bridges. Okay. And the German deployment area—they're uh, pretty much coming through like a workers' camp, residential-looking area. Oh yes, this is the attack on the initial attack, uh, probing attack on the uh, the factories. Yes. Portion of the city in the north. Yeah, and then there's like a railroad track on the one side that runs. That's actually one of the bridges is for the uh, railroad. Oh sweet! So that'll be fun. Um, and then yeah, there's a the little factory part that the uh the soviets kind of are defending so that one will be pretty interesting there's dug in in that one again prep bombardment it's played on a six by four table this time and i believe the theater selector for the soviets is the uh uh people's militia one so this is the yeah so theirs is the tractor tractor factory theater selector yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. What that is? What's what's in that one at all? But uh, it uh, it basically I, you can take a regular uh, a couple of regular uh, Soviet infantry, if I remember. But mostly, it's going to be uh, inexperienced factory workers with rifles. Oh yeah, here uh, it is. Yeah. yeah, people's militia. And uh, one of the cool things is uh, they have an uh, option to bring a T-34 from the factory that isn't complete yet. So it's, uh, I believe it, it's uh, inexperienced. And you have a little chart to roll on to see what defect that vehicle has. Because it's not finished. It's to replicate that they... They just, whatever they have on the line, they're turning it around and trying to get it. If it can drive and shoot, that's that's all they require of it. <laughs> so you have to roll on a chart to see what defect you have to deal with, plus your inexperience. So even small arms can give you pins. It allows you to take yeah. two of them. Yeah, two. So, For, so uh yeah, two T-34s, even crappy ones. I, I think it will be fun. I think it will be fun to have all these crappy, you know. Oh, yeah. There's there's know, different People's options. Militia, uh, NKVD, I think you can take. Yeah, NKVD. You have Naval Brigade squads. Yeah. And a Student Officer squad as well. Yeah, yeah, because there's a yeah military school nearby or something. So there's so, that, that for the Soviets, and then the Germans have the armored Kampfgruppe reinforced platoon. And by the looks of it, 
they're pretty much an armored company with transports, right? Yeah. So, um, like, your required units to take is your lieutenant, a Panzer, Panzergrin in your squad. And what it is, special rules, is any of those Panzergrenadier squads, they have to take a transport. Sweet. So a truck or the uh, SDK FZ 251 slash um, <laughs> 1. But then on it as well is something that you have to take, is you have to take a vehicle um, from the Panzer 2, Panzer 3, Panzer 4 and Stug 3 and they have of course all the variants here yeah but like that that's one of the units that you have to take and then of course you have options to take more so interesting it'll be, it'll be a bit different and also the setup of the scenario too leaves quite a bit it's like the workers uh, village the workers uh, uh, housing yeah you know which is kind of like a you know suburban type block and then the river and then quite an open area in front of the factory and then the factories kind of on the other side of the table so uh, quite a big open middle ground yeah yeah which i i think will uh well it is open but i just was reading here you actually do receive 24 inches worth of trenches Oh, so uh, I dig it. I guess I better get to work on some trenches oh, now. <laughs> so not only do you get twenty-four inches of the trenches, but you also get three small sandbag gun emplacements. So um, oh, excellent. So you, you you will have cover. You won't just always be out in the open. But um, having these units in transports and stuff, I can see it being a very necessary in, in your face battle again you know yeah it's it's fun i like uh i'm liking them so far they're really forcing us to think outside of the standard scenarios and yeah uh you know and i i yeah i think i'm gonna take some nkbd just because i have them <laughs> and i never used them and i like the idea of these guys uh, you know, kind of behind the people's militia, like, uh, you're to get to the work, you know? <laughs> Do, oh, yeah. Stand in the line. <laughs> but pretty much the workers, on all of a sudden the sirens go off that they're being attacked, right? Yeah, totally. So, hand some so, rifles out, and there we go. And I love the idea of the, uh, the unfinished, or, it, you know, tanks sometimes would get sent there to be repaired. So, you know, repairs half done. And they just have like the guy that was welding it hops into the driver's seat and starts starts looking it towards yeah. the uh, towards the fight. I love that idea uh, for a battle. I think it'll be cinematic, just like the other ones. Really brought my mind into the the cinematics of the of the game, which I always say is one of my favorite parts of this game. And this e these scenarios even more so bring me into that. So I'm I'm hoping for the same the same kind of uh effect i i think we'll get it oh 100 percent, 100 percent. i mean i'll be this bringing... is our first oh sorry go sorry, ahead go ahead. go ahead 
I'm just about to say this is our first kind of taste of urban warfare in this uh, book so far, too. The other ones have been, I mean, there was a little town, a little village on the other side of the bridge didn't really even play a role in the first scenario, uh, you know, but it was there. And then the second scenario was no, I mean, not a building on the table. And now it's going to be a little, little urban-y, little taste. Oh, for sure. The, yeah. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a bit of a meat grinder. But, oh yeah. Uh, no, it's, I know I'm, I'm really enjoying playing these scenarios and I know we've talked about it in the past and we tried a couple, but, uh, just with things, how they went, we kind of never, uh, pushed through with some of them, but this one, especially, um, I always have that love for, for doing the Stalingrad fight and now we're doing it and I know couple of the guys in the community have been uh, building up some forces to to join in on some of that stuff and um sweet might have to even get some involvement with some of the guys in the community and see if they uh want to join in the battle for sure you know um so we'll we'll see uh pretty much for the uh bolt action drop in night um which will actually take place when this episode drops so <laughs> nice but um yeah overall a lot of fun I'm, I'm glad we started it up and uh i'm glad you're having a lot of fun with it and yeah and uh, you know it's it's uh focusing me on working on my army getting the scenery done you know mm-hmm. and then all like i said like it can be intimidating Cause it's a lot like, you know, do I have to have all the models? Do I have to, you know, but it's, it's almost like an escalation leak in the sense that I don't need all the terrain all for the first scenario, you know, I need a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And then by the time I'm at the end of the, we're at the end of the 26 scenarios or whatever, look at all the stuff we'll have. Yeah. And it's a little bit for each scenario. And then same as the armies get a little bit done for this force for this you know and then the forces are pretty much yeah there's different options but really other than adding a bit here and there you're not going cuckoo bananas you know no that's very true it's very true so i'm i'm loving that it's focusing me in on this period and then i mean man i i i really hope that uh this continues to go well and then you know three books of d-day and normandy and oh yeah other scenario books beyond you know i'm having a lot of fun no it's it's good because uh once that once we do that and kind of play these books you know they're not just sitting on our shelves looking pretty right we're actually using them and trying out these special scenario rules which we can incorporate into uh, regular games as well and uh, you know and all yeah, that jazz totally. right which is is fun and it gives you it gives you a taste of different missions that are you know not just the ones from the main rule book right you know we we played played those forever um, but playing these yeah. new missions, it's it's refreshing, and there's a lot of good taste to them. Um, gives me ideas for down the road for 
doing events you can use these missions you know you change up the armies but oh yeah it's literally like the river crossing right and go for it you know yeah 100 percent. so um it's pretty neat i i know this this next mission they are recommending a larger points value it's like 1500 which is yeah probably the biggest that i've ever that is a lot of people's militia yeah so (laughs) it's it's going to be interesting we'll take a lot of pictures um it's probably going to be a weekend game i think yeah Uh, i think i think we'll have to start early and uh, go late exactly exactly so but either way it's gonna be super fun um, if you guys have been playing the same scenarios or you're playing another campaign book, chime in and, and you know let us know. Send pictures. Uh, we love seeing that stuff too. Um, poke us. Let us know if, if everything is uh, sounding good and if we're doing it right as well. <laughs> um, probably not. We're probably it's all wrong, but uh, yeah. it's fun anyway. <laughs> I guess it's not wrong if it's fun. You're playing the game, so. So yeah, for pretty much for this month of December, this will be our, our last bolt action episode till the new year. Um, so come the new year, we're going to be ramping up again. Uh, we'll get some more regular episodes going in and then tie in a little bit with how our uh, campaign is going uh, within the episodes. Um, just to shake it up a bit and let you guys know what's going on as well and keep track. Uh, we'll take a lot of pictures. I think maybe even uh, what we can probably do at some point, Jason, is maybe even like lay out our armies and I could get some uh, nice photos of them done. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. And share that with everybody as well. So, uh, But I hope you guys enjoyed these episodes and I, I hope you guys are enjoying um, this whole concept of playing these campaigns. Um, so I know there's a few guys in the community doing campaigns as well. Uh, the books, you know, different theaters, which is awesome to see. And, and it's really pushed us to, to do it too. Um, so, yeah, let us know. Uh, check out, you know, our, our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Of course, on Podbean is probably one of them where you're listening to to us on it. But, uh, yeah, keep on keep on hitting us, hitting us up with what you guys like. Uh, we'll keep on throwing it back at you. And hopefully we'll see you guys on the next one. See ya. Trident Wargaming. Build it, paint it, play it.